Well, hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast where we uh, have a look at an upcoming EKN trackside event. This one, of course, the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series in Homestead, Florida. Uh, we'll be rolling down there this weekend. The event set to go January 13th to the 15th, kicking off that two-weekend four-event program. Episode number 49 of the EKN Outlap. It is January the 10th, 2023, into the new year. And really ready to dive right into a brand new season. Myself, Rob Howden, joined by David Cole and Nate Dean. The lead Nate and I down there in Homestead. So bringing him onto this podcast here as we, again, look forward to the Supercarts USA Winter Series opener. This edition of the Outlap presented by Mega Power. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. The name on this program, Mega Power. If you want to win shifter cart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your cart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IAMI Shifter. But with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. Increase your odds of winning in 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209 747 2613 to put Mega Power in your corner. All right, guys, let's do this deal. Uh, Ecan Outlap, episode 49, but the first of the 2023 season. David Cole, you're actually going to be on the sidelines. It'll be me and Nate down in uh, Homestead. But uh, the bottom line is we're getting ready to go racing again with Supercarts USA. Yeah, I will not be on the side of the racetrack. I will actually be at home uh, taking care of things here at home for a weekend as Nate gets his uh, his feet wet in homestead because you know it's gonna rain even though the forecast doesn't Don't say it's say gonna that. rain <laughs> i haven't even looked it, I, I i'll tell you right now 70s with only a 13 percent chance of rain on friday and the and the rest of the days are lower than that so hey, what that's uh, awesome so yeah he will get his feet wet literally and figuratively uh <laughs> down at the scusa winter series <laughs> nady looking forward to getting down to florida here's the one thing folks let's preface this I live in Canada, but I live in Ontario. I'm a couple hours away from the border, so I'm not super north. David's over in the frozen tundra that is Michigan. But then we've got Nate up in Minnesota. Nate, are you looking forward to some warm temperatures? I cannot wait to get there. <laughs> Even if it's raining, I just don't care as long yeah. as it's not the track's not covered with this white powder that has been annoying me for the past month. Oh, I'm 100% on board with you. We don't have any snow right now. It's just gross and green out there. We, we Hopefully, we'll get some snow here so that the Ontario ski, scene, ski season can get underway. But yeah, we'll be, we're going south, David. As you said, uh, warmer temperatures, which are nice. Again, the race coming up this weekend, of those of you listening here uh, on the podcast or the ECAN Radio Network, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show, January 13th to the 15th at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires. Down there in Homestead, Florida, the track, of course, located just outside of Homestead Miami Motorplex or uh, Miami Speedway, rather, where NASCAR uh, ends up doing some racing each year. A lot of testing happening throughout the season as well. In fact, the USF uh, Pro Championships with the Academy guys will be on the big track throughout the weekend. Uh, round one and two of a four-round championship, as I mentioned off the start. Sixth season, David, for this championship that launched back in 2018. It's interesting because back in 1998, Supercarts USA, really at that point under the control, the race director that year was Joe Janowski. Uh, but it was Don Janowski and Jim Murley from Supercarts USA that really got the first Florida Winter Tour started back uh, in 1998, uh, essentially right about 30 years ago, but it's the, the program's still going for SCUSA and their sixth season of, of starting the program off down in Florida. 
Yeah, and that program is going to celebrate its 25th uh, program later in the month of January. But for Supercarts USA, yeah, the, the this current form of the Winter Series is going to go into the sixth season. And it, again, it's a great measuring stick of what to expect for the season. Some drivers actually used it last year as their last time in, in a category before moving up. Some drivers use it as the first time in a new category after moving up over the winter. And we've also had drivers who have moved up a little bit later in 2022. So this is kind of like their first full season uh, in a specific category. So a lot, a lot of things that that'll be interesting to, uh, to review uh, throughout the weekend. We'll talk a little bit as we get into more class by class stuff. Interesting, David, you mentioned that some drivers will literally come out of the gate in this particular program and then move up afterwards. We saw that with Alessandro Trucheau last year, right? He was planning on running in the, the micro swift class all year, kind of dominated the action in micro at the winter series and immediately moved up to mini. And I, I will correct myself. As you said, it's been 25 years since the start of that program uh, back in 1998. Indeed, the Florida Winter Tour, which now is part of the Rock program, Rock Cup program, as you said, uh, celebrating the 25th year. But yeah, a lot of changes. Our kind of first look at drivers who have maybe mo are moving up after the Supernats. Uh, but as David said, some drivers moving up in the middle of 2022 or late 22. This is kind of their press the reset to do a full start here. Uh, with the winter series david the track itself uh you know you've been there over the years seven tenths of a mile in length 11 turns in total will run counterclockwise uh this year uh i i back in the day this this is the the really the way they ran it all the time was counterclockwise i don't think i don't think personally i've ever run it in the clockwise direction uh when it first launched so many years ago uh it was counterclockwise so this is this is a, the layout i really like i like the way it races as well yeah, the counterclockwise is the way things are kind of laid out because you have your your longer and wider grid yeah. uh, set up for the counterclockwise direction. And when we go the opposite way uh, in February, it kind of makes logistics a little <laughs> bit uh, chaotic Indeed. Uh, for for grid, especially and for the scales. But it's just the way the facility is laid out. That's, again, one thing that can be can be overlooked and, and not really seen. But. They, the two different directions provide certainly different elements and different unique racing characteristics uh, with the seven tenths mile eleven turn course. So, I I you know I saw both last year. I I don't know if I like either or. I kind of like the idea of the counterclockwise because then the finishing corner is right there in front of us in terms of the the tower uh, and the scoring. So you get you don't have that long draft up to the checker flag, but sometimes in the slower categories can be good uh, when you're going in the clockwise direction. So for me, I like the counterclockwise direction. I think for the racers themselves, it's kind of either or, but I think the majority of those who live down in Florida are more used to this counterclockwise direction. You know, we'll ask that question maybe, Dave. That's probably a good question to ask some of the drivers, which way they like, whether the counterclockwise or the clockwise. Nate, have you ever been to Homestead before? I haven't. This will be first time. This will be, a, it'll be a unique trip. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk a lot. It's grown up a lot over the last 20 years. That's for sure. When I first went down there, I think it was 2000 or 2001. It was, uh, it was, there was not as much stuff in Homestead. Let's put it that way. Uh, the track's been going for a long time. As, uh, as we had said, Vantage Karting Group bought it back in June of 2017. So over five years ago, uh, owned by Vantage Karting Group. And of course they've done a lot to that racetrack as well. 
Nate, let's have a look at the event schedule. You and I will be busting through that throughout the week, obviously, the weekend, rather. I'll be working with the guys from Cart Chaser doing the live broadcast on their stream and, of course, uh, on the PA as well. But I know that you'll be busting, uh, getting photos done and doing all our top 10 updates. What does the event schedule look like for this opening round of the Winter Series? So you got Wednesday and Thursday, you got the unofficial practice, typically how you would do things for these type of race weekends. Friday, you move into five practice rounds. You have four of them going for seven minutes. And then the final one, the happy hour, if you will, 12 minutes is the final practice session for Friday. Saturday, you move into round, that'll be round one of championship. That'll be warm up coming first, obviously then qualifying, then pre-final and then finals will follow for that bit. Different laps for cadet going to move that down to 10. Everyone else will be running 12. And then for the finals, everyone will be running 22. Cadet will be running 20. And then it's the same format for Sunday. Yeah, very similar, obviously, with a lot of the racetracks. Many kart tracks are right around that seven-tenths of a mile. So a 20-22 lap main event, something we normally see. But yeah, yeah as, uh, as Nate said, back-to-back uh, -back mirror days on Saturday and Sunday with warm-up qualifying pre-final and final. There's some event notes for you folks. We're underway with this edition of the EKN Outlap. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll dive in to the buy the numbers. Pretty solid pre-entry numbers to start off this year's Scusa Winter Series. Is IndyCar your dream? If it is, for 2023 and beyond, the path from karting to IndyCar has gotten even clearer. It's time to look into the new USF Juniors program and the brand new Tatus JR23. As the first step of the newly rebranded USF Pro Championships presented by Cooper Tires, the USF Junior Series will feature a six event, 16 race schedule to train racers for the move into the USF 2000 Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The USF Junior Champion will win a scholarship worth over $248,000 and the total prize fund will exceed $330,000. The series will also debut the new Tatus JR23 race car in 2023, which is a development version of the USF22 used in USF2000. It's the ideal entry point for career-minded carters moving on to the car racing ladder. Safety is always front and center in the mind of the series promoters, and the USF Juniors car features a halo, and the races are supported by members of the AMR IndyCar safety team. If IndyCar is your goal, USF Juniors is the starting line. For more information, visit www.usfjuniors.com and follow USF Juniors on social media. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the US, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. 
specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full karting packages, new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCartSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Kart Sales family today. Welcome back to episode number 49 of the EKN Outlap as we preview this coming weekend, Supercarts USA Winter Series, the opening round of the two-weekend, four-round spring training, if you will, championship that leads into the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, all the primary categories from the Pro Tour on the docket. Uh, myself, Rob Howden, joined by Nate Dean down in Homestead. David Cole helping out here on the, the broadcast here for this particular podcast. Uh, David, you, you've done this before. Obviously, all the numbers we've seen. Um, you know, we saw, I want to say what, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I saw a, a, an early entry numbers and there were just over a hundred on pre-entry, but man, 218 total entries last year for the winter series opener, already 233 as we're still a couple of days out from getting down there without, there's always an opportunity for some walk-ups that could push us to 240. But if you're Tom Kutcher and everybody from Supercarts USA coming off a absolutely fantastic 25th running of the Supernats back in November in Las Vegas, you got to be really thrilled right now with 233 pre-entries coming into the weekend. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see the the numbers grow. Uh, that It's actually a shock to me. I, I thought we were going to kind of start seeing kind of the hangover of of the last two years where we've seen record numbers but the Caesar winter series says not so fast my friend yeah. and and uh you know i think a lot of it has to do with the youth movement again a lot we are getting a lot of younger drivers into the sport and, and growing at the national level in terms of numbers because we're seeing 46 drivers in the mini swift category i mean that's just unreal that's pro tour numbers we're seeing 47 nearly over double what K 100 junior was last year, yeah. 47. So that that's the big growth right there in those two categories. Uh, a little bit of growth with the new K 100 masters. So we have 14 drivers pre-registered for that category. So that's going to be good to see, try and get that into maybe the 20 numbers, maybe by February to see if, you know, a couple new people uh, jump on board with it. But yeah, across the board, it's, it's pretty much the same aside from those three categories. So exciting to see that. That, uh, you know, again, and we already know of some walk-ups, so we're going to probably hit 235. It's 240 and maybe 250 that are going to be kind of the benchmarks yeah. now for the weekend. 
as David pointed out there, obviously the youth movement, big numbers again in Mini Swift and that KA100 Junior category. Uh, I went a little bit down on KA100 Senior, which I'm kind of surprised about, down to 28. We do see a drop in both of the X30 uh, Junior and Senior classes. Uh, and significantly, to be honest, uh, the Junior down eight uh, and the uh, Senior class down nine drivers, 24 in Junior, 33 lined up right now in Senior. Again, these are pre-entry numbers. Micro Swift still strong at 28. We see that thing, David, go back and forth. Drivers will come in. Sometimes there's big graduating classes up into Mini Swift, and that's probably what we've seen this year. Again, up eight in, in Mini Swift, but down five in Micro. So there's that transition back and forth. One thing, of course, to talk about, as you mentioned, was KA100 Master, the Supercarts USA making the move from X30 to the KA100 platform for their Master category, both here on the Winter Series and as well. On the Pro Tour, we saw how great that category did at the Super Nats. Again, a lot of those drivers are club and regional level drivers. Do they want to come to a Winter Series race? Some of them may not. They spent some money to go to Super Nats. So maybe we see them come back in uh, in February, as David said. But the bottom line is there's 14 of them. 14 breeds 16, breeds 20. You know, As soon as you start getting some numbers, it'll start, uh, I think, probably picking up some more pace. But David, let's jump on this real quick. We'll bring Nate in as well to talk about it. The, the shifter card categories in the winter series uh, for the Scusa program really haven't been great for the last, you know, really from the very beginning, to be honest. Uh, there is a doubling <laughs> of pro shifter. We had four last year up to nine. Uh, and I know that we have only four masters, but potentially five. I think we know of one driver who hasn't entered yet. Yeah, you know what? We may get double double duty, or double digits rather, in pro shifter. But again, you're not seeing the 15, 20, 25, which we kind of maybe would have hoped for coming off such a great performance and, and display at the Supernats. I thought Nate was going. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, we've talked about it over and over. It's kind of a broken record. But again, like you said, people are coming off the Super Nationals. It was just in November. I mean, really, I'm still recovering after Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> you know, it takes time. Um, but again, there and there's not there's not that dangling carrot that makes people to go to the Winter Series, right? Like they're the super nationals. That's the dangling carrot. Like people want to go. They were chasing after being a super nationals winner. It's not, there's not a lot of prestige with the winter series. There is, but there's not, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's, it's, it's a winter program. There's a little bit of prize package, not very much compared to the pro tour, but it, it just, it, why not just save all your stuff, save your money for the three pro tour events that are going to happen. And then along with the, the uh, super nationals yeah. if you're a supercar USA racer. So what's the question, Nate, give me your thoughts on this is a question that the, 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 do the shifter guys just not want to race as much or is it there's the, they race other places. We know that the stars championship had pretty good numbers. We know that the rock championship, rock, the Florida winter tour gets pretty good numbers. Nate, what are your thoughts about this? Do they just not want to run the winter series? I it's weird. Cause I was, I was just trying to look at what Scusa gets for, the entries in the pro tour for shifter and it's yeah i really don't know too much i know they had uh the winter tour for rock had i think decent numbers for them but it's it's a bit weird to see after coming off of super nationals if you just look in that context of it's one of the biggest classes going back to an lcq and then coming back to florida in january and it's 
just not right. populated at all. <laughs> right? And listen, you can't even go to the line. Like Obviously, at one point, there was a lot of discussion about the IAMI SSE-175, right? Scusa went to that engine package as the spec engine for their shifter program after the CR-125 Honda was kind of put, put out to pasture. We're going 175 racing. It didn't pick up. It didn't get the roots. So now we're into KZ. And is it is it just that the KZ guys only want to run a certain number of races, David, you think? Well, we to answer Nate's question, we had 22 average on Pro Shifter. We had seven in Master Shifter. So that that's our average okay. uh, for, for 2022. And again, we had good numbers all last year. Uh, but you get to the, you know, we start with the winter program in 2022 and we didn't have good numbers. So I think it's just a matter to me, it's, it's save your stuff. There's no reason to go out and spend all that money for a winter series event. If you're not either testing something new or, you know, if, or if you're, you, you need to work your, your body or get your body adjusted and back into the rhythm of things. If no, but, but, you know, but why, the, why doesn't that apply to all the other categories then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, well, again, shifter car racing is completely different from the rest of the other different. categories. It's a little it, different. It is. Here. I mean, it's the F1 yeah. of, of karting. It it truly is because there's a lot more money going into getting a shifter cart package on the racetrack itself. Agreed. 100% so, agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, where you look at all the micros and minis and juniors, they're just out there for track time. I mean, they, you know, as we see, we have Wednesday practice, we have Thursday practice, then we have Friday practice. So you're talking about what 12 15 sessions for in three days to get ready for two rounds of racing which you know it, it's it for in my opinion is ridiculous to begin with but it's it's it, it's what we've done now it's it's kind of the, the era of the sport that we're in where these kids have to be programmed it's like video games the more you do it the better you get at it you know yep, yep. and that's kind of how karting has become it's not you know there is that natural ability and and natural talent that still shines but a lot of these kids can get better and better the more they're in the seat and so with shifter kart racing it, it i think it boils down to more talent the more you're in it the better but why go race when you can just stay at home and push out 100 laps a day that's to the get difference better? That's the difference, David. I think that the racing is different. A lot of the drivers that get to that age running in the pro shifter class or even master shifter have raced a ton and you race differently in a shifter, right? You have to be fast. If you're faster, it's I think it's easier to pass on a, in a shifter when you're fast because you can simply get that big run and, and it's a, a, yeah, outbreaking, right? You can deep a guy, get through the corner and away you go. The racing isn't quite as close or as side-by-side -side or as kind of cutthroat back and forth, I think. So that's a really good point, David. We'll see. You know what? It's, I think it's worth making, maybe throwing out an email to some of these guys who aren't coming and finding out exactly why. But the bottom line is this. Let's get off that topic and just say 233 pre-entries coming in this weekend. David mentioned the member potential number of 250. Do you get that many walk-ups? Homestead, Florida, and these races are known to have a lot of walk-ups. The local drivers just don't get entered, and they wait, and they find out, and then they show up. So we could do 240. We could do 250. The bottom line is even 233 is a solid start to the Supercarts USA Winter Series uh, for everybody at Scusa. So uh, another break, folks. When we get back, it's time to start looking at the categories. We've got the entries in front of us here right now. We'll dial things in with X30 Senior, KA100 Senior, and Pro Shifter after this break. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. 
Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Carding Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the U.S. Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium SH Red or the soft SM Yellow that you find at many karting events in the U.S., or the super soft green SS and the intermediate white IZ optional compounds, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution to long-lasting and the best performance with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Welcome back to episode 49 of our EKN Outlap as we are doing a deep dive, the preview of the Supercarts USA Winter Series that starts this coming weekend down in Homestead, Florida. Uh, myself, Rob Howden, alongside David Cole and Nate Dean as we have a look at the preview. Let's uh, dive into the one of the obviously primary classes, X30 Senior. Uh, David, 33 entries in total to start this weekend. The champion from last year, Mateus Morgada, who would go on to win the world championship as well. Uh, Eduardo Lud uh, Ludovico Villa. Eduardo Villa for TB Cart was a winner last year, as was Alessandro de Tulio, Ryan Norberg, and Diego Ramos. David, four different winners last year, three of those four, four winners, and the champion returning back here this year. Yeah, that makes for an exciting uh, 
2023 opening round for the Scusa Winter Series in the X30 Senior category. The the question mark going in was was Ryan Norberg going to be part of the opening weekend last year? He was only part of the second weekend. So we have now confirmed that the now five time Pro Tour champion will be in uh, Homestead competing in the X30 Senior Division along with former winners Alessandro Dutulio and Diego Ramos. So we got a uh, Burrell Art driver along with a Cosmic driver and a Perlin driver going after it. And now more, you add in uh, champion Mateus Morgado joining the PSL uh, Burrell Art cat- yeah. uh, com- team, race team. Uh, it certainly adds in a, a different mix because now you have two drivers uh, in red, including the, the Red Army. And then you got Perlin and then again, uh, Norberg again with the again target on his back, but some interesting uh, with international drivers again. That's something that's kind of always been uh, the the draw to the winter program is having the international drivers. I mean, we've had uh, former world champion with uh, Lorenzo Travisanato come in race and, and be a champion there. So now we have uh, another world champion with Mateus Morgado who's coming in as a defending series champion but we also have Thomas Stolzermanis and Louis Westover coming over from the Europe to compete so those will be some big names to kind of watch uh, as the weekend goes around. Yeah, Stolzermanis a winner of the Supernats right? Exactly and the uh, doing double duty racing both KA100 senior and X30 senior this weekend. And a lot of great names in here. Nate let's come to you. Is there any other names that David may not have mentioned or you can you can double up on what he mentioned but any other names that you look at and say hey this could be a, a driver we talk about throughout the weekend? I mean, yeah, everyone's going to look at, obviously, Brian Norberg, Diego Ramos, Mateus Morgado, all of those guys are just on another level in terms of just driving capabilities. It should be interesting to see if we get a repeat of what we had last year with Morgado up front and then kind of Ramos and Norberg fighting it out for the second spot, not really having the pace of Morgado throughout the entirety of Norberg wasn't there for both rounds, but throughout the championship. Thomas Stolzermanis is a really big name and one that's interesting to see come back. I thought yeah. he would be kind of a one and done at Supernats. It's good to see him coming back. He was, I think, in top 10 on points in X30. So he did quite well compared to when he won in KA Senior. So he should be up there as well. It's one of those street courses that will fit him. It's You just have a lot of big names. And I think it will be interesting to see Morgado and how he does on the Burrell machinery, see if he can back up what he did last year, but only time will tell. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a couple of other names I think I'm kind of looking at here as well was uh, both Blake Nash and Thomas Navo. I think both those guys uh, will be strong. Nash Motorsports making the trek over from Riverside. Thomas Navo, as we know, who's been running with Kart Sport North America over the last number of years, going to be doing some sports car racing as well this year. Uh, always a front runner in any of these categories. Pauli Massimino with Speed Concepts on the CRG. Um, here's another one, David, a former Winter Tour Junior Champion, I think, Noel Leon. Uh, running for Alessandro's Racing on the CRG. He's been in a bunch of, uh, of uh, open-wheel racing overseas in F4 last year. Uh, <laughs> David, here's one for you, and you'll feel the same thing here. I don't know what – this one caught me off guard when I saw it because I'm like, man, I'm getting old. And that's Brandon Carr. Uh, I thought he was in, in mini. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> – I feel like I've been calling his action for so long, right? Brandon Carr actually jumping up into the uh, the British driver, jumping up into the senior class and running the Pro Tour this year. I think I, I love it. Let's have Brandon in there. And I put Aiden and Grant as a driver, I think, to watch as well. Really his second season of the senior competition, right? 
Yeah, looking at the rookies uh, coming into the weekend, Brandon Carr among them, uh, as you said, was one of the front runners in the junior category last yeah. year. Uh, Aiden Ingrata as well, too. So those are two top rookies along with Jorge Ortiz, who's uh, uh, represented the uh, the USA at the uh, the Rotax Grand Finals and one at the Rock Vegas event as well. So uh, a good resume coming in for his senior rookie season. Yeah, and Aiden Ingrata, of course, ran the ran senior at the Supernats, so that's kind of a good thing for him, obviously, to get a, you know get that first race out of the out of the way. So now he can kind of roll in here, David, to, you know, to the Winter Tour or the Winter Series, rather, having already had that first big race against the Big Dogs. Yeah, that helps, but again, it's still it's still rookie stripe. You know, he's yeah. going to carry that all season long uh, as he, uh, he as he begins to race with the big boys again. He's gonna he's gonna have to measure himself up against the the Morgados and Norbergs and yeah. Ramos and and it's a <laughs> like it's a the, the big dogs the right? big dogs so yeah wow. that, that's a good start to get it going here at the Winter Series agreed and if you if you can get some speed and be in there racing with these guys that's when you learn so much because we've talked to so many junior drivers who will talk about how cutthroat and how rough it is in the junior class and then when they come up into the senior category everybody's just you know more methodical right they're, they they're, they don't drive as, as out of control yeah there's a lot of games that get played but they're kind of adult games as opposed to the guys roughing things up in the junior class yeah i totally agree with that all right let's move on to ka 100 senior 28 drivers in total got to go back to the champion from last year a driver who eventually stopped racing after the winter nationals that's carson morgan he was able to win twice last year and come away with the championship colin lloyd actually pardon me morgan did Morgan win three times or did Morgan won? Col- Morgan won three times. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Won, right. won both, both races at the opener. Colin Lloyd won the, the third round and then, uh, and Carson Morgan came back and won the, the, the finale. I believe the third round was the, the, uh, the crazy finish, uh, race. Oh, that we had. that's right. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a fun weekend. Let's not talk. Watch. Let's not talk about that. Wow. Oh, yes. Let's yeah. <laughs> We'll put that in the memory books. Uh, David, part of your notes here, uh, Nicholas Terlecki and Colin Loy, the only returning drivers from last year were able to go onto the podium. So it kind of blows things open a little bit here for KA100 Senior. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's some familiar names in the field, but those that were successful last year are just not returning. Jeremy Fletcher is obviously a name that uh, we're familiar with. was up front all last year. He's not returning. Uh, so, along with others that uh, will not be there. So it does kind of open up the door. Yeah. Uh, Colin Lloyd, really the only standout returning driver, other aside from Terlecki, uh, you know, Lloyd was able to pick up that victory in round three. So he comes in a home, you know, racing at the home racetrack. So going to be quick, no matter which way we go, I think. So he'll be one of those uh, early championship contenders going into the weekend, along with Terlecki. Uh, Josh Hotz is probably the oldest in the category, maybe Ooh. next to Zachary Clayman DeMello. <laughs> Throwing it down uh, on Josh. Well, again, you know, you know, yeah. senior categories He's again. Yeah. We'll just say old. They're older. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. But experience. Uh, yeah, we so Josh Hotz has the experience. Zachary yeah. Clayman DeMello, obviously a former IndyCar driver. He's racing in the K senior category with Goodwood Cartways, I believe, according to the entry list on the Intrepid. So, uh, He's always quick. He was quick at Super Nats in the KA category. I believe got a pushback bumper penalty that took him off the podium. So uh, those are probably some of the more familiar names. Uh, Peyton Phillips as well, too. Agreed. So uh, And David, you mentioned the double duty for Stolzer Manis as well. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's that's going to be a key aspect. You know, coming in as a Super Nationals winner, uh, he'll be he'll be like the Norberg. I think everybody in K100 Senior is going to be 
either trailing or keeping a watch on him throughout the week. Uh, Nate, anybody else you got your eye on for this weekend? Uh, not really. Pretty Just much, after right? his performance at Supernats, I don't see any reason why Stolzer Manis can't have a season for well for the Winter Series that Mateus Morgado had last year that was pretty dominant. I think if he does both rounds, he could be looking at a Winter Series title. All right, so Nate putting the spotlight on Stolzer Manis. A couple <laughs> drivers who I expect to be good because they've had success in the Winter Series over the last couple of years. Austin Jurs uh, was top three in the junior category a couple of years ago. Luke Welcome's always been very strong as well at Homestead, so I think he'll be good uh, running for Ansem Motorsports. And the last one that I would bring up, I don't know, did he, was he there last year? I'm not sure. I don't know. Frankie Mossman, David. Um, you know, obviously, Frankie's really come into his own as one of the top drivers in the senior categories, whether it's X30 senior or KA100 senior. So I think Frankie uh, running with speed concepts will probably in, be in the middle of the fight as well. Yeah, Frankie was not at the Winter Series last year in K100 Senior, was racing in the X30 Senior category, uh, finished 10th in the championship there. Uh, so, yeah. As you mentioned, jurors, uh, welcome and add in Anthony Riviera or Riv- Rivera as uh, pretty much the standout rookie drivers uh, in the K100 senior category. Good field, as we said, lots of them here in the uh, K100 senior class, 28 in total. That may push to 30 when it's all said and done. We talked a lot about the pro shifter category and hoping that there will be more drivers. Nine total coming in. Alan Isambard, the local driver for International Motorsports, was able to win last year. Uh, 22 winners. Uh, uh, Billy Musgrave was a victor last year, as was Isambard. And, of course, A.J. Myers sweeping the uh, second weekend in February. Very interesting note here, David. We saw him run in the Masters and pro shifter category at the Super Nationals. Uh, former world champion Davide Foray is going to make his winter series debut. It is. It's, it's going to be cool to see the, you know, the four, multi-time world champion competing at Homestead in the pro shifter category. So that helps elevate the field for sure. When you add in a former world champion and then you add in a multi-time supercar USA champion, AJ Myers, those are two drivers that are going to be going back and forth. So it'll be great to see if the, the, the veteran is able to outgun the young gun, but AJ Myers is really not a young gun anymore, is he? No, no, no. It's, hey, one thing that was interesting about Foray, uh, obviously he ran with Italian Motors out at the Super Nationals. Uh, as you said, David, based on the, the uh, information we've got from Supercar USA on the entries, he's also with Goodwood Cartways on an Intrepid. So uh, Foray with a different chassis. Uh, we'll see how he plays out uh, running that different cart, right? Yeah, he's bounced around over the last couple of years to a lot of a number of different brands. I think he kind of just goes with with uh, the drivers he's either working with or a race team that's willing to bring him on board to to work with other drivers. So yep. so it could possibly be something with the with the Intrepid factory or just with something with Goodwood that uh, is bringing uh, the, the former world champion on board. Four magic carts in total in the pro shifter field alongside A.J. Myers, Amy Rule, uh, Laura Spinelli, and Gianno Torino. Uh, another one I think uh, to maybe just pick out quickly would be Giorgio Carrera, who uh, did some racing in USF Juniors last year, but also uh, has run Formula 3, FIA Formula 3. So he's a very talented driver, and we'll see what he's able to do running for international motorsports. But again, looks like, we'll, in my mind, it will probably kind of roll into a battle between Foray, Isambard, and Myers, David and Nate. Those those seems to be the guys that, you know, obviously Isambard and Myers always strong there, and Foray is going to be good. I think we know that for sure. 
Yeah, good to see the the former champion or the returning champion, uh, defending yeah. champion coming back to uh, to defend his home turf against Myers and Foray, and, and a good a good group of crop of drivers that uh, will compete this week. This yeah, week, yeah. Isambard was with International Motorsports last year, as I had said, and ran their uh, USF Juniors program with this as well. Uh, recently moved to Ansa Motorsports, so he'll be on the Formula K chassis this coming weekend. So yeah, Isambard looking to defend his crown. Nine drivers total entered. Hopefully we'll see a couple of walk-ups. Um, I'm not sure whether or not Danny Formal is going to be running or not. I know he's on his way there. It would be great to see him do a, a late entry. That would be a possibility. Uh, otherwise, he's just driver coaching. <laughs> he just, you, ne- you never know what happens. You never know with Formal, that's for exactly. sure. But I'm assuming right now he's just driver coaching. Unless, uh, we'll unless Foray and Myers are able to convince him otherwise. <laughs> right. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be a lot of chatter, I would assume, trackside. Folks, uh, don't go anywhere. Another quick word from our, our sponsors here. We get back. We'll talk about X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, K 100 Master, and Master Shifter. More to come on this edition of The Outlap. Motor mounts are critical to producing 100% of the power your engine has to get you on the podium each and every time. Odenthal Racing Products provide the best motor mounts in the karting market today. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience, providing products with unmatched quality and value for the karting market. Our newest product is the Pro Series mount for two-cycle engines, available in 0, 5, and 8-degree angles, providing a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a medium with fins underneath to help dissipate heat off the engine. Our four-cycle EZ set is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, ORP wedge clamps get the job done, featuring a number of updates to its design for a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro sizes. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, made in the USA. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. In 2021, Nitro Kart won the three biggest crowns in America in the MicroSwift division, with Matteo, Rosu, and the Scusa Pro Tour, and both the Super Nationals and the USPKS titles with Keelan Harvick. At the Super Nats alone, three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a Nitro Kart. The results are clear. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. At Nitro Kart, we're all about driver development. Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli Series, one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today. Need race fuel or oil? 
Hyperfuels is an authorized distributor for several of the brands that are spec fluids in American karting, including Elf and Aspen Sport. They also stock and ship methanol. Hyperfuels has a web store that can take your orders 24-7, and they ship UPS. That's right, Hyperfuels can ship fuel and oil right to your door. Whether you need Elf Racing Fuels or Elf ATX 909 Oil, or Aspen Sport 98 Octane Fuel for screws of competition, they have it in stock. When you need it now, go to hyperfuels.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network in episode 49 of our preview podcast, The Outlap, as we're looking at the opening round of the Supercarts USA Winter Series. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole and Nate Dean, all hands on deck for this particular show. Of course, Nate and I will be trackside throughout the weekend in Homestead. Looking forward to bringing you our first EKN trackside coverage event of the 2023 season. Uh, let's jump into X30 Junior. 24 entries in total. Sebastian Weldon is the reigning champion. A victory for him last year, but a very consistent run in that category. Stephen Miller uh, got a win. Caleb Gaffera, a couple of victories. Uh, but David, let's have a look at X30 Junior. No returning podium finishers. We've got drivers moving up to senior and some just not showing back up in X30 Junior. Yeah, again, it's part of the the cycle that is the sport of karting. You know, get drivers that uh, are completing their last season in a specific category before moving up, and that's you know drivers moving up or drivers moving on to 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 car racing, including Max Garcia, who I think is going to be dabbling in some car racing along with uh, Michael Costello. Uh, you got Brandon Carr moving up to the senior ranks along with uh, Caleb Gaffera moving up as well too. So that essentially puts Stephen Miller as probably the veteran in the junior categories moving forward. He was one of our driver of the months last year, had a great winter program, both at the Scusa program and Rock Cup USA as well. So he finished sixth last year in the X30 senior or X30 junior championship. So he'll be as you said, a former a one, one of the rounds. So he'll probably be the measuring stick uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, all right, Nate, let's have a look at this lineup in this category. As we said, X30 junior with 24 drivers, who else you got an eye on? I, I'm going to have to go with Steven Miller again with the person I mainly that I have my eyes on. He did very well in the sunshine state karting challenge. This, uh, couple weekends ago at the end of this summer, I believe he won, Miami Junior for that a couple of years ago. I know he has a X30 Junior Championship in that, and I think he'll do good. I think he's on, been running well. Got pole at Supernats, took the win. Did not take the win in X30 Junior. Took it in another class, but I think he's just on a roll. At the yeah, moment. he's Miller's, doing really good. Miller's going to be good. The guy that did take the win, Ernesto Rivera, right? I think he's yeah. definitely going to be strong here. Rawlson Performance Group's got a really good lineup of drivers. They got Max Taylor coming in as well, who had a really good run at the Supernats. Teddy Musella showed strongly last year. David, I, I think the Rawlson Performance Group team, who you know worked hard over the last number of years to develop a good junior stable, uh, are lining up some pretty good drivers here for this weekend's event. Yeah, they all had the uh, the ability to work with Caleb Gaffera, who obviously won multiple times throughout last year. And so he's he's been able to establish a benchmark. So now these drivers are going to take that RPG flag and carry it forward. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a good crop of drivers to watch. You've got Jensen Burnett, the Canadian, who's coming yeah. fresh off a double win weekend at the WKA Cart Week event in Daytona. So he's he's got some uh, victories under his belt to close out the 2022 season. 
moving forward. Uh, also, Enzo Vidmontien now into yeah. his second year in the junior ranks. So making the move to Perlin for the 2023 season under the Motaz Sports uh, race team. Agreed. I definitely looking at that one for sure. Charlie Smith as well has been a uh, front runner. I think Nash Motorsports is going to roll out with some pretty good uh, machinery there as well. You mentioned Burnett, Christian Cameron set the race as well, David out of Sonoma. Now Cameron, it's is he is he moved? Is he did he move over to the uh, to Burrell Art this year? I believe so. Yeah, that I was saw that, yes. right? again. A lot of these drivers don't update their information. <laughs> they online, don't because again, don't. they're lazy. They just they just don't do it. So yeah. uh, so you know we only go off what we have. And yes, I from what I was told, he's moving over. What we saw on social media, he's moving over the Burrell Art uh, brand. So uh, it'll be a good uh, again winter series. Great time to to get uh, accustomed to that move. Uh, he's been on OTK for a long time, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, again, a lot of, and I'm sure there's going to be some local Florida drivers that are going to stand out and, and kind of surprise you. So yeah, yeah. again, you're always going to get that in Homestead. Did you guys mention Oliver Weldon yet? Was, no, I, was, I, I was, did not. Yeah. He's, uh, I yeah, he's, I was, I was sending a quick text to somebody to confirm something and I wasn't sure if I missed it, but yeah, it's definitely got to watch for it, right? Yeah. Oliver, <laughs> you know, raced most of the season in the mini category, moved up about midway through up into the junior ranks, did a lot of K 100 junior racing. Uh, but he's set to do both, uh, both categories, both junior X 30 and K 100. So, uh, Oliver going to kind of do the double dip again, uh, similar to what his brother's been doing, uh, over the last year. Yeah. Mini Swift champion last year in the winter series. Let's see what he does as a rookie in X30 junior. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you mentioned David, a lot of guys double dipping in KA 100 junior as well. And we know that the juniors are all focused on getting as much track time as they possibly can. That's probably why 47 entries in total for KA 100 junior Caleb Gaffera, the reigning champion uh, was able to win three times last year in KA 100 junior Stephen Miller coming back with a victory there as well. Miller and Max Taylor, the only podium finishers, returning for 2022 and it's interesting to me i, I didn't see caleb gaffera's name in the senior classes is he just is he sitting out the winter series as far as i know he's not entered in in any of the categories for excuse a winter series it could possibly be uh focusing his attention on a different category at a different event uh but i, I have not he's not confirmed or or to, any of his plans for the 2023 season. So nothing nothing has been confirmed yet by G Caleb Gaffera. Well, there you go. Let's jump into the K100 junior category then, David. Give me your first picks on who you think we should we should be watching, Nate and I, when we're down there. Well, I, as you said, uh, Stephen Miller, that's going to be the driver to watch. Uh, in the junior categories, you know, he's got victory in the X30 junior category along with a win in K 100 junior as well. So doing the double dip there, uh, certainly he'll be kind of, kind of the guy to watch in that category. Max Taylor also double dipping, mm -hmm. you know, we saw him kind of emerge as one of the top junior drivers towards the end of last year. So you got to believe that he's going to be a driver to beat because he'll be leading a large group of RPG drivers in the K 100 junior category. Uh, so that's that's a good thing to see, including Ernesto Rivera, the uh, the X30 Junior Super Nationals winner, along with many others under the RPG tent. So uh, those are probably the top two to watch other drivers to kind of keep your eye on uh, one that's moving brands. You got John Antonino moving over to the CRG. So that. he'll be the Californian making his way over to Florida to compete in that category. This will be his second year. 
uh, in the junior ranks. He was actually the, uh, uh, no, it was last year that he won the challenge championship. Wasn't it? I think it wasn't so. this year. Go back anyway. and look at your notes, David. Come on. Yeah. I don't have that up right now, but, uh, <laughs> certainly a champion previous champion in a winter program before. So, uh, Enzo Vidmontian, again, we talked about him in X 30. Yep. Uh, he'll be, he'll be a driver to watch racing on the Parallel for Motaz sports, uh, Oliver Weldon leading among a lot of junior drivers, uh, rookie junior drivers that are going to be in this K 100 junior category. So that includes Carson Weinberg, Isaac Malcutt, Ty Fisher, yep. Salvador Del Vecchia and Turner Brown among the rookies in the junior category for K 100. I, I don't think there's much left for you, Nate. David kind of rolled through all the guys that I had highlighted as well. Anybody else? Hey, Jensen Burnett, anybody else you may potentially have uh, highlighted in your notes? Yeah, I mean, if you, those to watch, if you're on a Cosmic and it says RPG on the side, you're one to watch. But other than that, <laughs> I, I think Turner Brown might be up there. I don't know if he'll have race winning potential just with how strong this field is with those who aren't moving up to the class and who have experience. But I think after... A, the confidence boost of winning Supernats, asterisk, provisionally, the (laughs) blood he will now be going for after that being taken away from him and just the motivation he'll have. I think after, I think Rob, you saw just how much racing and winning means to him in the interview that you had with him on track. I think he's, I think he'll be up there. Hey, he's listen, and, and here's here's the note that goes to that with what you said, Nate. David, we watched this last year, right? We watched Carson Weinberg by himself, essentially, in the CRG. If both those drivers are fast, they're in the top 10, they're in the top five. Weinberg now has a, a wingman and, and vice versa, right? Turner Brown's going to be able to work with Carson. They've able to have two drivers with speed concept on that same chassis because we saw Weinberg out there a lot of times all by himself. He was the only guy on the CRG. If he has a wingman, I think that could play a, a big difference, especially in a track like Homestead, where you've got a couple of long straightaways where that draft is going to play. Well, I don't think Brown is on a CRG. I think he's going to be on the red speed. What so, is happening? Oh, well, okay. Well, that's at least he's a teammate then. From, he is a teammate. Let me look yeah, at the notes. They are under the speed concepts tent. Did he, did he not run a CRG last he year? He ran a CRG in Cadet, but he's moving up to the juniors. And then what, what do you do with junior drivers? because well we'll see yeah so um so yeah i like your theory i it just doesn't work out because i don't think brown's going to be on the i didn't i didn't see the same chassis i I didn't see that it said red speed there i thought figured maybe it was wrong but all right okay no so again uh, again, you gotta remember speed concepts racing they do multiple different chassis chassis. so indeed they do um, he will have john antonino on a crg so there is another crg driver in this category um, now, now this says teams, our team shop affiliation is Tesoro for Antonino. Is he still with, is he still with speed concepts or is Tony Tesoro going separate with a Well, that's what I, deal? again, you guys are going to have to do that. Fill us in with the paddock insider paddock insider. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, on Friday, you know, because again, a lot of other drivers also selected Tesoro as a team. So I'm not sure if it's separate from speed concepts racing or not. So that's again, uh, you guys are going to have to fill us in. I, I I do not know because I just got this this morning. So. All right, David, listen, you 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 go quarterback here with KA one hundred master. I'm going to blast off and I'm going to blast off a message here. You can do that. Well, I I do want to pick up a couple other guys oh, that, that we haven't there. talked yeah. about. I mean, there's lots there. Sarah Bradley's a name. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Christian Cameron's going to do the double dip along with uh, uh, Jensen Burnett. So those are a couple of guys. Another one, Alex Mercado, who is under the Speed Concepts tent on an OTK chassis. 
he, he showed some good speed at the Super Nationals. So I would possibly, he could be another name that, that kind of stands out throughout the weekend as well, too. So Indeed, there were, there were extra names for sure, 100%. Yeah, so the K100 Master category, brand new to the Supercard 2SA Winter Series program. It replaces the X30 Master Division. And again, we increase the entries up to 14 for this class debut. So uh, this will be the first time that we see these these carts on the on the racetrack. Sorry, Mike. You going to make it, Dave? Technical difficulty. Sorry, something, I, something unplugged. There we go. All right. <laughs> I lost my screen. You're a pro. You are a pro. I am a pro. I, I clicked it with my foot accidentally. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, this will be uh, again inaugural winners uh, on the weekend. So that'll be that'll yeah. be fun to see. And we have five drivers who raced the X30 category last year, moving over to K100 Mastering. That includes uh, Michelle Garado, uh, Tom Gerstner, Diego Rodriguez, Ruben Ruvello, and Luis Schiavo. Uh, yeah, let's have, you know, Miguel Mir is a driver that I raced with at Rawlson Performance Group. And I think he, he ran with Rawlson Performance Group and has moved back with, I believe, Orsalon Racing Potential. At least that's what it says in the, in our, uh, in our notes. Uh, I was very impressed with Miguel. You know, I caught a lot of races, David, of, of his over the years, but I was super impressed with how he approached every session. I was like really impressed with the way he kind of cooked every session. Yeah. The multi-time Texas Sprint Racing Series champion is going to come in with, uh, uh, good confidence as being one of the drivers to beat. Uh, but obviously with nearly the entire field from the state of Florida, that's going to be the hard part is, is they'll have the local knowledge over Mir. And uh, so he'll kind of have to be catch up early. But if he gets on pace with the local drivers, I think uh, he'll be one to watch. Luis Schiavo is obviously going to be very, very tough, tough to, to beat. He's a, he's a top level masters driver. He's definitely going to be in the fight. DGRT is coming in as well from Texas. I got a chance to race with DJ at the, uh, in the legends category at the uh, CKNA grand nationals. Here's one. Here's one. I'd like to get some information on Mario Dominguez. Is that the Mario Dominguez? I wonder from champ car. That's a good no question. Idea. He, I have is no he idea. from Mexico because he's the driver's from, from Mexico. He's from Mexico, yes, but well, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> See, you know, you know your your IndyCar more than I do. I, I did just, not I, know that name. I just dove over to his Instagram. There's nothing on Instagram that he's been in the cart, so I don't know whether or not that's him or not. We'll have to find more to find out. Another paddock insider. <laughs> there you when we go. We get to the track, right? When we get to the track for sure. Anyways, he's not, and he's said, not that old. He's only four years older than me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So indeed, 14 drivers in KA100 Master. They were given a, a limit of 10 to be able to, to get into the category. They were able to get to 10. They've moved to 14. Hopefully we'll see them maybe get 15, 16 or more drivers now that we've got some momentum for the category as we did for the Supernats. Uh, again, not a ton of momentum right now for Master Shifter, but we seem to be able to get a handful of drivers every year. Uh, David, Scott Barnes, the champion from last year, not entered, but you've confirmed that he will be racing? According to his social media, he will be racing. So he's he's on his uh, his way to Florida after going back to Bermuda uh, after racing at Daytona Kart Week uh, on the road racing side of things, picking up, I believe, two wins there. Uh, yeah, so he'll make the field up to five. So he'll come in as the defending race or series champion with three victories last year. Uh, Ken Schilling was the only other driver to score a victory. So. Uh, but the field is all former Scusa Winter Series racers, maybe not last year or could be possibly the year before. Uh, 
Patrick Otto Madsen. He was uh, probably one of the quicker drivers yeah. to to challenge Barnes last year. He'll be in the field uh, with the Ansa Motorsports entry. Uh, Frank Runco, Scott Pristi, he was another quick driver as well. And then uh, Dan Brightenson, uh, I believe he raced in the X30 Master category last year, so he's moving over to the Shifter category this year. Well, we'll see how that all plays out with Master Shifter. And again, folks, uh, I think, what, this is our final break in the action? Yeah, when we get back, we'll cap things off of this edition of the Outlap. We'll have a look at the 46 drivers in Mini Swift and the 28 in Micro. We'll wrap things up for this edition of the Outlap, the Scusa Winter Series opening round edition after this. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track and their carding lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT carding helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual density interior foam lining and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to stilohelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. 
The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the US market. The KT5 features 30 millimeter construction with a 32 millimeter front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new VEN 13 brake system is cutting edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden, David Cole, and Nate Dean providing episode 49 of the EKN Outlap, which is our preview podcast for this coming weekend, Supercarts USA Winter Series opening round, opening rounds, if you will, two events uh, here in January, two events, the doubleheader weekend in February as well. 46 drivers, David, you mentioned at the very start of the broadcast. Wow. Uh, Mini Swift with 46. Oliver Weldon, of course, the uh, the reigning champion or the not defending, but reigning champion. He graduated up to junior midway through 2022. And we'll see him running a, uh, both the X30 junior and KA100 junior categories. Both he and, and uh, Keelan Harvick grabbing a couple of wins last year. Neither of those drivers will be back. So that really kind of opens the door for Kai Johnson, David, who's the only returning podium finisher from last year. Yeah, I was going through it because, again, it's a long list of drivers. I was like, man, there are no. And then, oh, boom, Kai Johnson right there. And that's a great name. Again, driver who represented Team USA at the Rotex Grand Finals. Uh, he'll be certainly a driver to watch. Again, he knows the Homestead facility really well. Yeah. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be uh, the driver that, that people will keep the stopwatch on. Uh, as they go through practice Wednesday and Thursday and Friday to, to kind of see where they uh, they size up against the quick times. But there is a host of rookie drivers coming up from the micro division or have moved up later in 2022. That'll be in the mini swift category for the first time. Uh, it, it includes the entire top 10 from the championship field from last year's winning series. I mean, <laughs> well, that's just... This is what we love about this class, right? Because we know that there's going to be guys moving through, right? You look back a number of years ago, it was Caleb Gaffer and Max Garcia. We watched them battle each other. They moved their way all the way through. Um, this is this is what Mini Swift is all about, right? Learning in micro, getting into mini, and then getting the opportunity to be the guys that run up front in the category. 
Yeah. So all these drivers have, you know, have experience up front in the micro division being, you know, whether it be fighting for a top five or fighting for a podium. So that, that, that's what makes it interesting, you know, so now they're going to move into the mini swift category, which again, is not that much of a difference. It is in terms of a little bit of more speed, but as, as long as you have that racecraft, it's going to help you. So, um, I, I'm, missed my points here. I got to scroll back up. I was going to go through the top 10 here. Uh, so no. we have Alessandro Trucho. We talked about that earlier. He moved this is, up. This, and this, is all, this, this is all from the micro from last year. This right? is all from the micro last year. They're going to be in the mini field this year. Yep. So he moved up after winning all four races at the winter series to mini. So he's probably got more experience in the mini swift category than any other driver. Maybe next to Ashton Woon, who raced in mini for Scusa, but raced in micro at all the other programs. So he finished second last year. Benny, Ben, Ben, I can't never say his name right. You Benja Fernandez? Benja, Benja Fernandez. I know, I, but I want to say Benja. It probably is Benja, to be <laughs> honest. It could be. Anyway, he finished third. Uh, Rocco Simone, we, we saw him all last year up front in the micro division, finished fourth in the winter series. Drew Waltz, he, he just picked up uh, some, some first time uh, mini podium finishes at WK Daytona Kart Week. Uh, Jaime Garcia, Cameron Marsha, Samuel Martinez, Travis Pettit, and Troy Ferguson, another name that we're familiar with. Uh, all top 10 of those, those 10 drivers finished top 10 last year in the Michael Swift category championship in the winter series, all moving up to the mini Swift category. We're missing Man. Jackson Gibson, who we know is going to move up into the, uh, the mini Swift this year. Probably he finished 11th in the championship last year. And I believe Royce Vega, is another name that might possibly be moving up into the, yeah, he, there he is on the entry yep. list, Royce Vegas. So essentially 11 of the 12 from last year. Wow. And then, and then of course you got some of the front runners we expect to, to see be strong. You know, look at two years ago, one of the top drivers in micro with Lucas Palacio. We just did an article on him. The first ever EKN one to watch. He jumped up last year, kind of could have stayed back in, in micro and been a, been a top driver in micro, but moved up to the mini class. So David, his second year in mini, I think Lucas Palacio with that full year in the books, he's young. He could be in this class for three more years if he wants. Uh, I think he's a guy that we'll be watching all weekend long. Yeah, I don't think he ran. Did he run last year? Uh, yeah, finished ninth in the championship. So, yeah, again, but we saw him towards the second half of the season certainly was uh, was there racing four podiums every weekend. So him and Kai Johnson probably have the most experience in the field. Uh, also, let's talk about uh, the Tovo brothers, Ethan and Jackson. They're going now into their second season uh, in the mini swift category. So there'll be ones to watch. Uh, Max Christia, I'm mean, one of my top five picks from the super nationals. He's, uh, he's again, got getting that experience under his belt. So he could be another driver to watch as well. Yeah. Day, uh, Nate, one of the guys you picked in the super Nats as well. Cameron Marsha, I think will be a guy that you, you now be talking about this weekend. Yeah, I think so. He's had a lot of pace, a lot of momentum building throughout the past couple years and months. I know they have a simulator back in indiana for karting and i'm guessing he'll be doing a lot of laughs around <laughs> yeah, nice amr on that yeah so yeah i like yeah, uh, i think he'll be up there i do too i like tristan murphy uh to be in the fight david we've watched him quite a bit so uh, michael mcgoy from rpm uh was in the fight quite a bit and and marco samut another driver um last year in mini running for mike Doty racing that i think really impressed us throughout the season yeah, that's another rookie I didn't even mention because yep. he wasn't at the Winter Series. You know, he he was a uh, a Team was USA rock, representative. Right? 
yeah. what's on team USA representative at the Rotax grand finals. Um, yeah. And, and you said Michael McGoy, he was the top qualifier at the super nationals in yeah. mini Swift. So this field is stacked. I mean, if, if you're a mini Swift driver, there's no reason why you shouldn't be at the winter series right now. And listen, we mentioned Drew Waltz, so let's mention Devin Waltz as well, because both those drivers are going to be strong on the weekend. And our buddy Phil Pignatero working with both of those the kids, the Waltz bro, the boys. So I think they're going to be really strong throughout the weekend too. Yeah, I, I can't remember which one. I think it was Devin that that won in the Mini Swift category at Daytona, and I was I was bugging Phil. I'm like, well, they picked up victories. Why didn't you? <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, harsh, harsh. He did get uh, beat by Jorge both days. Come on. That's now. true. That's true. Uh, all right. Let's move into Micro Swift and cap off this edition of the Outlap and wrap things up so we can head down to Homestead. 28 entries in total in Micro Swift. And we mentioned, David mentioned all the drivers that graduated up. So it means there's going to be a brand new group of, of young talent working their way to try to get wins here in the Winter Series. Alessandro Trucheau won the championship last year, swept all four main events, graduated right to Mini Swift. And actually, David did a bunch of racing over in Europe as well. But with all the top drivers gone, we're going to have a brand new group coming in here in micro. Yeah. Some names we're familiar with again, the micro division, it's, it's kind of that introduction category where we're, we're slowly getting to know your names. Cause again, we mentioned a lot of them going up to the mini swift category. So we, we know those drivers now it's kind of a, it's kind of like going to school for the first time, learning some new names and learning <laughs> some new faces. So uh, one name, Parker Ives, he was a top five uh, finisher at the super national. So he'll be, he'll be a driver to watch in the micro category. I'm trying to see, uh, I don't know. Oh, Antonio uh, Pizzonia? Pizzonia Neto. He was the top qualifier in at super nationals as well. So, so those are probably the two names that kind of stand out as names that uh, I remember or recall. So those could be kind of the measuring sticks, but again, a lot of drivers from Florida. So that uh, are familiar with the homestead facilities. So I'm sure they've done a lot of club racing, uh, whether it be towards the end of last year or even at the sunshine state uh, karting championship Agreed. or challenge. So. Yeah. Yeah. I put Luke Gilio out there as well. He's a driver. I think we, we've talked about a bit, but you're right. For, for the most part, uh, you know, Nate, you'll, you'll, we'll all be on board on this one. Uh, not a lot of drivers that we know of. So, It'll be, you know, that, that happy hour practice, probably that 12-minute session at the end of Friday that gives us a really good look at who actually is going to be fast. you got to expect there will be bolting fresh tires on for that one, and that will probably be our best look at what we're going to see up front in micro. Yeah, I mean, David mentioned him, but Antonio is the only person I mentioned on this list, so my input is as good as anyone's here. It will <laughs> it'll be fun to see, obviously, new faces, who emerges. It's always a bit of fun to see who comes up on top during Friday practice and how they will evolve throughout the season. But this will be one to watch. It is really the, our first. I found one. What do you got? David? Pasha Ali forgot about him. Yeah. Pasha. Yep. For sure. Second year in the micro category. So again, get, get the experience of that first year under your belt. And so, We'll hopefully see some good things out of him this year. I like that. Very true. Very true. Uh, all right, folks, that wraps things up. We're uh, now focusing on getting to our first event of the season. I want to say 20 to 22 races, I think, that we have lined up for our trackside program. Could be adding more throughout the season, but we're going to be uh, uh, different countries. <laughs> we're going to be in a ton of different states, a lot of different programs as well. We're excited to be working very closely with Supercarts USA, uh, Race Rotex, USPKS, Route 66, Rock Cup USA, CKNA, 
uh, all the different organizations we're, uh, we're tightened up with, which is going to be great for 2023. Make sure to follow us on all of our social platforms throughout the weekend. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll be putting a lot of stuff, a lot of content up, as we always do. Look for our race reports and, of course, the immediate top 10 results that we'll post to Twitter and Facebook. For those of you who can't tune into the broadcast with Cart Chaser, where I'll be alongside Xander Clements, uh, make sure you tune into our, face, our, our, as I said, Facebook and Twitter. That'll give you the opportunity uh, to be able to you know, find out what's going on trackside if you can't be there. Again, our first uh, really look, first trip of 2023. Looking forward to getting to the airport and getting back to a racetrack, smelling that two-cycle fumes that we all love. I hope you guys tune in and enjoy it. Thanks again, folks, uh, for listening to the ECAN Radio Network. We do appreciate it. On behalf of David Cole and Nate Dean, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.